Hi, and welcome to the Interior Design Podcast. Our guest today is Lewis Pullen from Grower. He's a good friend and he's really knowledgeable about the uh, subject cradle to cradle. Now, cradle to cradle is all about the circular economy. It's all about recycling to manufacturing to enabling recycling again and making it easy. Lewis is going to go into much more depth about it during the show um, and we're really excited to bring him on board. We hope you enjoy. Welcome to episode two of the Interior Design Podcast. And today our guest is Lewis. Always a pleasure, never a chore. Thanks for having me. (laughs) The one and only. Thank you. My answer to anything, especially for these two, my favourite interior designers. Yes. um, Yeah, you said that to all the Thank you for such a warm welcome. Do you have a a jingle for this podcast? Because you know the best podcasts do have a little jingle at the beginning. So I don't know whether you guys have thought about that. Oh, was that the jingle? Yeah. Lewis, just for you, we played oh, the jingle again. You girls, you girls. Can I? I'm also would like to say this is my second podcast of the week, saving the best what? till last. What? Why don't we the first? Because, as I just said, I like to save the best till last, and it's Friday. We have donuts in front of us, oh, so I'd much rather donuts. spend my mm. this podcast with yourselves on a Friday rather than a healthy living podcast that I did last Wednesday. Healthy which living. Was, yeah, believe it or not, healthy living. We went back. You, you you did a podcast about healthy living. On the way home, I def I actually did stop off for a kebab on the way home. So and this is um, coming from the guy that last night got back at one in what, half one in the morning or whatever it yeah. was on a Thursday on a school night. On a school night. I am I can be professional. Um, thanks, girls, for, for telling the world that. But um, but yeah, big shout out to actually Master Kebabs in Chatham. Um, I thought you were going to shout out the podcast. <laughs> oh, and the podcast. <laughs> It's one of shout out to my favourite kebab shop. Honestly, to all the the local paths that hang outside the the kebab shop. That's the posh chavs, um, you know, rather than the uh, the working class chavs outside McDonald's. But um, shout out to you guys too. Um, but yeah, so so what are you going to speak to us about today? Well, um, well, we can talk about food if you like. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's. I mean, your podcast, I guess, is about educating interior designers. So we will touch on that for an aspect of of today's podcast. Um, so we'll talk about sustainability, but not necessarily to, to greenwash, which I think a lot of people do. We'll talk about an aspect of sustainability, cradle to cradle, um, which I guess is a bit of a buzzword out there at the moment, cradle to cradle, as it should be. People should be talking about it. What does it mean to you girls? Do, you know, do people talk about cradle to cradle? Do different manufacturers ever mention it to you? How important is it to you two? I've been speaking to some flooring companies about cradle to cradle recently and mm. actually it's a really, really good way of knowing that something is sustainable because mm-hmm. there's loads of different ways of being sustainable but there's actually not that many people who are getting qualified. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it doesn't mean that the people who haven't got cradle to cradle certification, is it certification? Mm-hmm. Is that the right the right? Expression? There's different certifications. You have uh, there's a scheme where you have a bronze, a silver, a gold, 
and a platinum um, certification. So essentially, it's to keep driving to improving your sustainability, to improving your um, cradle to cradle. Um, at the moment, we are gold certification, I must say. Um, I work for a company called Grower. I don't know if I mentioned that earlier. Not going to growerize people over this podcast, <laughs> but I do work for Grower and we are currently leading the market in cradle to cradle, being the only manufacturer in the industry with gold certificate certification. Oh, wow. uh, I don't know why I struggled with that word, but gold <laughs> certification. Um, so, for those, for those mm, though, yes. Lewis, obviously because this podcast is about, you know, reaching an audience that's not just from a professional in a professional capacity mm-hmm. yeah you know we, we're trying to make sure that this is accessible to everyone just mm. briefly explain the concept of cradle to cradle to them um well okay so i would say people a lot of people have heard of the term cradle to grave mm-hmm. so it's a little bit of a play on words to cradle to grave mm-hmm. um so when you think about cradle to cradle you need to think about the circular economy that would be in our in sort of our manufacturing in Germany would be manufacturing of a tap, a shower, um, or um, a thermostat, whatever that may be. Um, once we've manufactured it, we send it out to the customer. It's transported to the site, whether it be hotels or high-end residential projects. Um, after 10 years or whenever um, the refurb is coming about for that hotel, we would um, then take the product back they would it was be the end of its life cycle so mm-hmm. rather than throwing that product away um and i must actually point out that 50 percent of the world's waste comes from the construction industry mm-hmm. so we all have um people that are in that response in that industry myself you, you two girls and everybody else we, anyone 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 specifying we, we're all responsible, we're all responsible <laughs> so we all need to um think about this bear it in mind that it should it should have been done before, but it's like, you know, it's quite a, a slow process, I feel, at the moment, which is why I wanted to, to touch on it today. Um, but anyway, just to bring that back. So once we, at the end of its cycle on site, we would then transport it back to, um, back, to, to back to our manufacturing plant. We'll then put it back into the mix and we'll make sure every part of that tap is fully recyclable as well. Put it back into the mix and then... I don't want to say split it back out, but we then manufacture it again, I guess, <laughs> and send it straight back out to site. So it's that whole circular economy. So mm-hmm. it's basically fully recycling mm-hmm. the product, essentially. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know how you uh, how you feel about that. Whether you think that's a thing of the future. I mean, I mean, a window into the future for us would be also be three D printing, which I can go on and chat about 3D printing forever so I'm not going to do that today but one day the future another podcast the future (laughs) is the future is um, emailing taps rather than saving on transportation costs it's just insane that's not going to be our lifetime I mean definitely not my lifetime I don't see myself living to an old wrinkly age personally (laughs) why is that it's just like the the healthy lifestyle podcast what are you talking about and I've literally just literally got off the train straight to you girls with about three hours sleep as well so that also doesn't help but um, you know stranger things have happened Mm -hmm. maybe we'll be uh, old and wrinkly together one day Still doing the podcast. Still doing the podcast. I'm, I'm sure it will still still be going by then. So. I think it's really important that mm. um, people are aware of it. I think you know, in in answer to your question about how you know we feel about it, I mm. think that it's been a long time coming, and it's just taken 
the world that we live in now and the way that the world is and the you know the amount that we've kind of fucked up mm. over the last hundred years i think it's just yeah it's it's it, i think it's a really positive thing yeah but people just need to get on board with it i think that's the thing isn't it you Hence, have to i mean the best way to do that is podcasts like this mm. really that's how we're going to sort of you know get people talking about it you know it's all about education which is why i'm touching on today it works with because you're looking to educate interior designers so people might think you know what let's um the specify grower and their cradle to cradle range mm. you know so it's a uh, not, 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 <laughs> not that uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um jokes aside um i think the rest of the world manufacturers we want them to catch up we want them to actually you know we have to do this. We have to start thinking about it now. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be um, interesting the next few years. We're developing new products. And at the moment, we actually have only got a certain amount of products um, with our Cradle to Cradle range, basically testing the waters, really, to see if it works, um, which I'm sure it will. And it will increase. So the products we have are our most popular products. So we want to touch as many projects as possible, hence why we chose those products. Um, essentially what we're going to be doing in the next few years is to develop more products, um, more looking at hospitality. So I feel our products at the moment are more catered towards residential in the cradle to cradle range. Um, but we'll be looking at more hospitality products. So Mm -hmm. getting all the Hilton hotels, Marriott hotels on board as well with this, with this new concept. Um, but yeah, so I think think one of the things that are, um, it is really important mm. from our perspective as designers. If, if we're so, I'm a designer project manager. So, if I'm project managing something, I think it's really important that I discuss mm. the disposal of the existing furniture, interior, strip out, mm. waste. How is that disposed of? Yeah, because I think there's an awful lot of people who just go oh, there's a whole office there full of office furniture, yeah. let's just p- chuck it in the bin. Exactly. Or, you know, and, and it's not it's not necessarily worth anything. But mm. actually, when I, I... So I've stripped out a few restaurants and taken the Sorry, furniture away. Sorry, you stripped out a few restaurants? <laughs> Sorry, did I... Stripped I, I, out I, a few restaurants? It was a late well. night, I just want to make sure I heard that correctly. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, past life. <laughs> Don't tell everyone. <laughs> Secrets out now. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, but I've stripped out the restaurant, brought it back to the, the warehouse, and I've yep. sold it all on Facebook mm. Marketplace, made a few quid. I, at the moment, I'm selling off some chairs for a pound because okay. they're in such a state. I have but seen you clogging up my feed, actually, sorry, on, on Marketplace. Facebook. So, um, <laughs> yeah, but... What's Hayley selling now? I think I got outbid for a chair, actually, the other day. So, you know, it didn't go down too well. But I'll keep my eyes on there. So I'm actually getting married this year, so I'm looking for new yeah, bits for my wedding. And I think you put on there a few wedding bits as well, if yeah, I remember right. Right the okay, I'll come to the warehouse. Okay, good, good. <laughs> we'll see. Have a little look as I'm up here. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's. I think that kind of behaviour is really important. It is. Mm. It is about kind of you. T- there's a lot of companies out there that will refurbish furniture. So rather than putting a, a whole load of office chairs and tables into a landfill, yeah. it needs to go to those companies that recycle. Yeah. Um, so aim for a world without waste essentially yeah. that's what we need to do and it's so hard though because we live in without mm. going into a full on rant about it the world rant we live in we, we literally live in this throwaway mm. everyone lives in this throwaway society mm. it's got to change mm. oh buy it oh mm. it's broken yeah just buy another one I'll oh, get Amazon to deliver it tomorrow like yeah. it just mm. 
it blows my mind a little bit. I think the other thing is the way that things are manufactured. So mm. things should be manufactured to last. Mm. And I think there's an awful, there's an awful oh, lot of... Oh, we moved away from that though, didn't we? We were there and mm. then it's, you know, and, and it's just, it's hopefully true. it's going full circle. Mm-hmm. There's there's companies out there though that do manufacture furniture and mm. and all of the interior fit out so it can be reused. Like, you know, flooring doesn't have to be glued down. Mm. And you know, furniture can be made so it can be unscrewed and mm. reupholstered, so and it's strong enough to last the test of time. Yeah, and that's all about us all having the responsibility together. Manufacturers, huge responsibility Quality. for getting their products correct and using the, the the resources that they're using. Where are they getting those resources from? Um, you know, that's all vitally important, not just the consumer, but we're all in this together. How do you though? The difficulty I think comes though when, as a designer, mm. if you've got that information and you're passionate about it mm-hmm. and you see the value in it, massively see the value in it, ultimately the client decides. There's an element of mm. I could put a product in front of a client that is cradle to cradle certified mm. and I could sell it and sing about it until the cows come home, but ultimately. So this is it, the, but the, how do we edu- mm, like how yeah. do we educate the you know the general public that actually you sh- this is something that we should all be do you know like okay, it's really so it, the, mm. another element to this is that not everybody has got a certification but it doesn't necessarily mean that mm. their product isn't recyclable and recycled baby steps. people are doing it mm. anyway mm. and but they're not so actually this cradle to cradle certification mm. I think should be almost legislation everyone needs to do that with a product yeah but mm. do, do you know what I mean it, you need yeah. I think everyone needs to do it so everyone knows mm. it, a bit like calories on the on yeah. the um, mm. On, on, on McDonald's food. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, everyone's exactly. very educated and everyone's very aware of what they're doing. Mm. Where at the moment yeah, you've got some not. people who are quali- who are certified, some mm. people who aren't. And yeah. actually, the ones who are certified are leading the way. Yeah. But the ones yeah. who aren't, some mm. people are too small or they can't afford it or whatever, mm. Mm. or they just haven't got the inclination to do it because they don't need to. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, if you're going to run the 100 metres, you're not going to run it nine nine seconds flat first time round are you going to take for me I'm going to take about 17 or 18 seconds to run that so it's all like and it's like you're working up to it you're working mm. up to that that finish line really which is yeah. you know an, an improvement but it, again it is I'm just throwing it back to you a little bit in terms of is it should you just be recommending certain products to your customers because you said obviously essentially the customers have the last you know the last say but when you say the last say should they have the last say on a certain product that your yeah, range your of range, products that you're offering or i mean but you know this whole thing that as i say is about education it's about everyone it's about that end user user as well do you have a responsibility to um for certain products that you're pushing do you feel or is it your responsibility? Is it not? It's, it a, it's a bit of a... Yeah, definitely okay. is mm. our responsibility. hundred mm. percent. Mm. And I think there's certain clients who are be, who are, will be, oh no, I want this. But yeah. but generally, people come to you as an interior designer because they don't want to do it. Mm. and they Or they haven't got time to do it. And I'm just mm. conscious about... Um, God, I feel like I'm playing devil's advocate here that I'm just yeah. like poking. Like, well, yeah, but what about this? What Poke about the that? bear. <laughs> I, you know, I just feel like there's... <clears throat> ultimately we all work to budgets mm. you know the clients work into a budget we're working to a budget and and I hate to say it mm. but we do you know the the majority of clients they have mm. a, a budget that they're working to and they'll be saying well 
if I've got a product from grower that's mm. cradle to cradle certified, for example, a, a, yeah. a, a, a yeah. tap, for example, mm-hmm. and it costs X amount because naturally grower mm. have put investment into creating it yeah in, into creating that cycle yeah yeah true so therefore the product a certain might be quality as well so therefore the yeah, product yeah, might yeah. be slightly more expensive yeah, true in which case it's like well, they you know are they do they see the value in the extra cost on that mm. especially if the rest of the project the other elements within that project mm. aren't cradle to cradle because at that point they're saying well i've got 15 taps in this project that yeah. are cradle to cradle certified but the rest of the the rest of the elements yeah. of that design maybe aren't so. So it's like a small drop in the ocean. It's a difficult one, and I would say um, our cradle to cradle ranges are probably about ten percent more expensive than the standard tap. Yeah. So it is a little bit more expensive. So that does come into you know because but value not disproportionately. Not though, disproportionately, you know I mean? and in terms of bringing the product back from site, a lot of people ask me who pays for the cost, who pays for bringing that product back from mm. that hotel mm. on back to sort of Germany to ourselves. The honest answer is, well, <laughs> we're working on that. <laughs> <laughs> so um, in terms of you know we this we started you know last year sort of cradle to cradle. It's a new product for us. So we've actually got another sort of eight nine years to think about ways yeah. that we can best sort of you know best do this hold the cradle to cradle really so essentially it will probably be us um sort of paying for that product or it will incorporate in the price yeah which then is a bit you know kind of goes with what you're saying it might be a little bit more expensive because you have to put that in the cost cost, of bringing the product back as well so there is that and i guess in a world that we're in in the construction industry towards the end of a project value engineering comes in and one of the first things that is value engineered are the fixtures the last Mm -hmm. things that go into the project so that is, it is an issue and it's about, I guess, thinking how to tackle that. I think it's a massive mm. task, isn't it, mm. for to, to re-educate the world. Mm. And, you mm. know, and the, the, the stat that you mentioned earlier about mm. the kind of construction industry. 50%. You know, 50% is massive. Of waste, yeah, it's construction, massive. yeah, yeah. I think, when, I think as well with project managers, I think it's, it's a responsibility of the project manager to almost make sure that they have that built into the cost because the, mm. the biggest part of the the project is going to be the construction when you get to interior design stage yes you, this is that's where it all gets the fun stage that you do yeah and yeah, actually yeah. some in some elements mm. especially commercial that's the most important bit because that's the bit that makes people feel and want to be mm. in that space mm. um, and that is often the stuff that gets value engineered and yeah. and and that's the bit that mm. that we control. Mm. Um, and as a project manager, I always kind of try and make sure that that mm. doesn't get cut. Um, but the last few years have just completely <coughs> screwed us on that because mm. everything's gone up. Yeah. So, so you know, you might have been able to afford a, yeah. a cradle to cradle tap <coughs> three years ago, but now the costs have gone up. Mm. You've still got the same budget as you had three years ago, and it's the the project's only cu- coming to fruition. Yeah. It's, yeah. No, it's true. This is um this is nice being here. It feels quite professional because we're usually in a bar putting the world to rights, <laughs> and I feel that you know we're kind of doing it in <laughs> this, this a manner. Bit serious, isn't it's it? a little bit serious. I'm, I'm, very, I'm never, very professional. I've never had such a more intense. Oh, we had a lot of intense in- conversations. I thought but, you were going to say intelligent. Then. Well, <laughs> I, I mean, I wouldn't go that far. I mean, I, I mean, yeah, intelligent. <laughs> You know, so it's uh, this is probably the most intelligent conversation we've ever had, actually, to be fair. So it's, uh, yeah, I'm seeing a whole new Haley and a whole new uh, whole new firecracker Cheryl. Yeah. So. yeah. 
think we know what we're talking about. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> sometimes, I think so. Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> yeah, we can yeah, work on that. But um, yeah, no. So, I mean, just to um, rewind, as Craig David once said, um, or is it just, I mean, obviously I'm speaking about this all the time when I go into meetings with architects and designers feel like um, I'm a bit, I, I don't know, I, I'm not sort of boring people. It feels a bit of a, a wheel that I'm going around just talking and talking about quote to quote. But do other people come in and like, you know, carpet companies, tile companies, do they come in and talk to you about this? I mean, are they, or, or, or is this... When they're certified, yeah. Oh, okay. It's, it's more of a USP for the company yeah. sort of thing. Rather, okay. Hmm. That kind of makes sense. But also we all need to be talking about it because of the... The, the impact that we're having. I think one of the things we can mm. do as designers is to <clears throat> always ask, do mm. you have a certification for Cradle to Cradle? Yeah. What is the certification? And then if, if people always ask, the yeah. suppliers will then catch on that, oh, that we yeah. need to do this. You still work for them, me. but at least you're talking about it. I them. think that naturally it's just, it's a natural evolution of, mm. you know, suppliers that have come in, you know, years ago, and it was very much a conversation that we were having about sust when sustainability was very much a kind of the buzzword. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, let's talk about how, how the company is sustainable and the products are sustainable. Then it's mm. kind of moved on to the whole product life cycle of, so cradle to grave, how it's then disposed yeah. of, what happens to it after that. Mm -hmm. um, and then we've kind of, we've also been... Um, We've heard a lot about being carbon neutral as a, as a mm. manufacturer, as a supplier. Mm. So I think it would be good to hear more people talking about this concept of cradle to cradle and how product mm. can be completely mm. sustainable in that in that way. Yeah. Speaking but, of um, talking about it, if uh, anyone out there would like any light reading on the matter, light reading. Light reading. Yeah. I it's mean, it's not too big. The book I've is got, still quite small. I've not got any shares in this book. I must point out. <laughs> it's just um, uh, Professor Michael Braunhart was the was the pioneer of Cradle to Cradle, and he actually does have his own book, which is available uh, as an international bestseller on Amazon. I think it's around sort of seven ninety nine. Um, I actually have one with me today that my dog's half chewed, <laughs> but it's. Um, I wondered what happened. You to can it. still make exactly, and <laughs> it's, it's and it's actually a signed copy as He's well. Recycling it for you, isn't but, it? Exactly, uh, exactly. So it's the whole um, circular economy where the dog eats it, and then um, and then uh, yeah, let's not go there. Let's go, that's a, that's a story for another day. But um, all jokes aside, um, I thought, you know what, cradle to cradle. Okay, it's my work life. Um, you want to switch off sometimes when you get home from work. Do I want to be reading this at, late at night or around around the pool when I'm on holiday? And I'm not even I'm not just saying this. I actually did bring it with me recently, and I did read it round the pool. And I'm not even joking. It's actually really interesting and well written. It's not boring. It's really sort of thought provoking. Um, and yeah, I, I really enjoyed the book to be honest with you. So I'd highly recommend it. Michael, if you hear this podcast, then you know <laughs> I would accept any. Uh, we'll see how your sales get on from, uh, from <laughs> today onwards. Off the back of this podcast, yeah. So that's Michael Braunhart. Braunhart. Yeah. Cradle to cradle. So remaking I, the way we make things. Yeah. So I actually met Professor Michael Braunhart at last year's Clerkenwell Design Week. Mm -hmm. So he came in and did a talk in the Mozart showroom, which. RIP are no longer in the UK market, Moza. Sorry about that. So oh, it's uh, no. no. It's still around, but fortunately not in the UK. Um, 
so yeah, it's just an empty showroom at the moment. I don't know why I'm talking about Moza. <laughs> but um, but yeah, um, as you can see, I do go off on tangents every now and then, but it wouldn't be me otherwise. Um, but um, he came in and did a talk on Cradle to Cradle. And it was so funny, actually. When I was, I think, where was I initially? I think I was having a drink somewhere in one of the no, pubs in Clerkenwell. And this guy walked past the window and... If you can imagine what a professor would look like, it was like oversized suit, mm-hmm. straggly hair, these uh-huh. massive glasses. I'm like, I bet that's Michael Braunheim. I've never seen any pictures of him or anything like that before. And then then I saw him about two hours later when we was in the showroom getting ready, getting all the seats ready for, for the talk. And he wandered in and I was like, I just yeah. knew it was that guy. I knew it was him. So, yeah, if you ever see him, you know, you know who he is now. Say, so, I mean, yeah, he's a, he's a great guy and it was a very interesting man very quirky um a bit crude sometimes as well but i think that was it was he did it in a in the right sort of fun way and it was um few eyebrows were raised but it was a quite a fun speech so get if you're interested in cradle to cradle have a look um at the cradle to cradle book it's a very short read it's not like a huge doorstop i think it's a couple of hundred pages so have a little read. Let us know how you felt about it. And it's really opened my mind as I hope it will open yours. <laughs> that <laughs> went well. <laughs> so um, as you can tell... Three, two, one, and we're, and back we're in the room. <laughs> Back in the room. You can tell we were just on a break there, um, looking at each other, who's going to speak first. Um, so I Face full of donuts. Face full of donuts, yeah. <laughs> Devoured it, yeah. thank you. <laughs> So, mm. so in the in the break, we spoke Lewis about just got his taps out. I didn't. You know, I got. I've got. Um. Yeah. Our latest and greatest tap out. I bought my my largest one for the girls to uh <laughs> to, to see, which Cheryl's currently talking into. It's not the mic. It's, you a, it's actually, the mic over here. It I know. <laughs> she's currently talking into our large atrio tap. <laughs> Our large eight inch tap. Yeah, it wouldn't be the first time, would it? But, so. <laughs> Revelations. I'm no joking. comment, no, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. Um, so I hope you enjoyed. Um, why am I pretending to be a host? <laughs> yeah, okay. So I hope you enjoyed the first section. <laughs> this is our show. <laughs> Leave us alone, yeah. Lewis has very kindly d- discussed Cradle to Cradle with us, um, but he's got a whole load of other things that he would really like to educate mm. our listeners on, and we'd really like to hear from you as mm. to what you would like to hear. So, mm. Lewis, what are your... Just call me Jack. Subject? <laughs> Jack of all trades. <laughs> so, we have four subject areas that we have Reba-approved CPDs. Um, one of them, surprise, surprise, is Cradle to Cradle, that we've already mentioned this morning. Um, we have another... My second favourite um, CPD that we deliver a grower is our 3D printing CPD, which is um, essentially a window into the future, I would say. That's how I would describe it. Um, it really sort of shows what we can do in the world of manufacturing. Do you use um, 3D printing at the moment? Uh-huh, we what do. What components within the taps? I've definitely mentioned this to Cheryl before. But um, she's obviously forgotten, oh. and we just yeah. Start, yeah. Um, it's basically. It wasn't that I'd switched off. I promise. No, <laughs> I wouldn't suggest for a second you would switch off when I'm talking. Um, so yeah, we have um, a few standard. Uh, well, not say standard. They're far from standard products. Um, we have a three. Well, we have the Icon 3D. There's a few taps that we do. We 3D print basically on these two huge 
machines in Dusseldorf. Um, they're the only machines that produce sort of the 3D taps at the moment, so it's very, very early stages. We produce one a day, so as you can imagine, it's not the most mm. um, cost-friendly products. So it's, um, yeah, but we essentially want to um, show people what we can do and be able to one day email taps, which will be a thing of the future. That's amazing. Um, mm. Saving on transportation costs, sustainability, tick, 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 all the boxes. Um, and it looks pretty cool. So if anyone's been to Norway, um, there's an underwater, half-submerged restaurant in Norway where we have our 3D tap. And a lot of people actually go there to see the tap so they do i mean it's great food as well and obviously you know norway isn't the cheapest place <clears throat> to go probably to eat especially at this restaurant but it's worth going in there having a meal looking at how this works it's pretty cool it's almost like when you walk past the tap it turns almost invisible not completely obviously but it's just just how it's sort of like manufactured So, um, yeah, just a quick short break there while I'm playing with my balls. Um, those are balls that Hayley's given me. They're stress balls. They're not, yeah. Um, not my actual balls. Not my actual balls. Not my actual testicles. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we're just talking about the underwater hotel in Norway and our 3D taps. Um, you sort of have to see it to believe it, I think. It's probably the wrong thing for a podcast. Okay. But what we can do is a CPD within our 3D taps... And I can bring them along, show you the um, the 3D taps. Um, even on the I podcast. I, I probably, yeah. How I'll do pro- you show someone a tap on a podcast? That's a really good question. I can bring them in. We can describe we them. We can describe them. Um, yeah. And if anybody's interested, we can then do a Zoom call or something where you can see them. And I can show you how they disappear and show you a few magic tricks at the magic. same time. Magic. I do you love some that. Well, I have a few tricks up my sleeve, must say. But it's... Uh, <laughs> Thing. Why Thing. is my brain going there? <laughs> uh, it always goes to the same place oh, with you, doesn't gutter. it? The gutter, the absolute Absolute unbelievable. That's why we get on so well. <laughs> yeah. Exactly the reason, exactly the reason. But anyway, anyway move, moving on. Mo- so that's one CPD. Yeah, so moving on printing. from our spooky taps, um, that's 3D printing. We have... Um, Another CPD in water saving, which is, a, again, a Reba-proof CPD if everybody's looking for Reba points. Um, so water saving is essential at the moment. It's always in the news. Drought uh, Droughts are a problem. Hose pipe bans are going to be coming more and more frequent, especially in the south of England. And we, London is one of the biggest cities. London is one of the most likely cities in the next 10 years to run out of water so it's all about how do we sort of recycle water and things like that really um so that's why i hear something once where Mm. and this might be quite irrelevant where in london if you drink the tap water it's been through nine people i delivered a water saving cpd at harp design uh, about a year or so ago and what's great about it is 
Haley's staff was obviously educated or told her about my CPD because I mentioned this to <laughs> to a few to a few of the girls. So she's totally just stolen your material. Just completely stolen it. I mean, stolen yeah. Lewis's thunder. Is there any point in me being here? He's like, yeah, Seriously. yeah. You did hear that, Haley. You heard that right. Yeah. It came out of my mouth. Oh, it literally came out of the horse's mouth. The horse sitting between you two. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so it's, 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 it's been through at least 10 sets of kidneys, um, basically. So you're drinking water that you may be drinking water that I've drank. How disgusting is that? Um, and your wee. You're drinking essentially my wee because it's there's not enough to go around. So it's kind of like, you know, it's just, it's just a, again, it's like a circular economy in, in sort of the water industry. So it's, um, yeah, so water saving is huge and we have products to maximize performance with only using a small amount of water so it's all about how can you minimize the water usage and keep that performance at a high level so there's ways that we can do that at grower whether that be regulators or restrictors that we implement into our products so essentially making the product as sustainable as you need if you need a certain water flow a water rate we can make that happen with products that we put into our taps. So that's kind of where we would talk a little bit about that, talk about other things in general with water saving, but it's a really interesting, quite a fun CPD, interactive. Mm -hmm. The one I did here with you girls before, everyone got involved, we had a giggle, lots of funny things, and so I would highly recommend that one, especially because I like talking about it and... I've done it more than a million times before. So, yeah. Um, the other one um, that we do is... What one haven't I mentioned? It's, it's not my favourite, I'm not going to lie. It's the Hygiene CPD. I see... I can feel them both rolling my eyes. their rise next to me. But they're not actually, you know, because obviously that is an important thing in the industry. So that's just... Uh, so it's... Um, I mean, it was quite prevalent during COVID-19. So that was, I guess, the time that we were delivering that more to architects and interior designers um, during that phase. But at the moment, I don't really get many inquiries for the hygiene CBD. But if there's anyone out there that wants to learn how to wash their hands, then um, let us know. Isn't it the happy birthday thing? <laughs> don't we do the Boris happy birthday song? Oh, God. The Boris, what, what the hell not, is that? Let's not. The Boris happy birthday song. Is that got to say water saving or hygiene? When COVID hit, he, you had to sing happy birthday twice, wasn't it? That they said on I the mean, news. man, you're asking the wrong person. <laughs> uh, what because you'd never wash your hands no is that why because you're very no, unhygienic no we won't go there <laughs> that's a whole another podcast oh, no. there is it? definitely something there though there's something there don't know what that may be but we'll get it out of her don't worry about that was that, was that all of the subjects or was it another um, so 3D printing I've mentioned Crow's Cradle water saving and hygiene, hygiene. so that's essentially mm. the four CPDs so I don't know whether you want to I don't know, is there anyone out there that would be interested in me waffling on for a little while about CPDs? Because happy to come back if you'll have me. Let's so hear, let us know. Let's, yeah, let's let hear what the the listeners think. What they well, uh, you know what they want to learn about. What yeah. they want to know. And if there's any other subjects that you want to learn about, let us know. We'll get a guest in, or we'll teach you what we know. And if you're sick and tired of my voice, there's other colleagues of mine that also can run the CPD. So um, <laughs> don't be afraid to say I'm sick of his voice, and we'll get someone else in. Um, <laughs> Come on. I mean, I'm staring at a big black tap in my face. <laughs> Um, which is uh, <laughs> something that, that... Why 
did you look at me? Yes, I don't know. I don't know. It just, it just, I could feel feel you looking at me. It's it's a lovely black tap. Yeah, as far as black tap, big black taps go, it's not too bad, is it? It's a, it's a nice tap. Yeah. See, a lot of people don't sturdy. like. A lot of people don't yeah. like us specifying black Durable. because they think that they don't clean up very nice. Funny you should say that. Um, Elle knew basically. <laughs> that in, was not staged. That was. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not. Um, so it's in the past, Grower have never done matte black products until a few weeks ago, really, a couple of months ago. Reason being, we work a lot in hospitality and we don't want to put our name to a product that isn't were you know isn't going to suit the job because matte black products are essentially powder coated products um you have problems with the chipping the washing and as Haley just alluded to it's the same questions we get from designers people are still it's still quite sort of popular matte black products but it's um you know it's it's about how they're manufactured so we have a new version of um the matte black tap where we manufacture in a different way to what is out there on the market. So it's a three-coated lacquer product, which basically is as durable as our electrical products. Um, we've had the guys in the office with keys and all sorts trying to chip away at these taps. And I can tell you, one of them is facing me right now, and it's lived to serve another day. So um, if you guys are manufacturing, or if you are, have matte black products in your mood boards and you're looking for um, not just taps um, we have the accessories and showers etc etc let's have a chat and um, talk to you about the manufacturing of it and it's a uh, yeah it's uh, fresh off the um, what's the term fresh off the, off the press press the press fresh off the press off the press but yeah it's um yeah is it's... there any really mm. exciting things <laughs> What's new in the world of grower that's like that's not maybe have you got anything like that's bubbling that's not? Um, well, I, I guess our silk not... move is something that's relatively new. What? Uh, silk move. So basically, our taps. If you can imagine a normal basin mixer, I can hear you all imagining a basin mixer now. <laughs> so the center. So a basin mixer, you can go left for cold and you can go right for hot, okay? That's how they normally work. We have put something in our taps where in the central position, it's just cold. Because most people only need cold water. You're brushing your teeth, cold water, washing your hands. When you don't often need hot water, so why have the thermostat kicking in straight away when you lift the product in the central position? So that saves 60% um, energy compared to a normal tap because um, you don't need the thermostat kicking in. So having the, the thought of you actually need to physically move it mm. to be hot, it saves so much energy, especially with the energy prices now as well. So that's something that's a bit of a USP, quite a quite a cool thing having on our taps. What's it called? Silk? Silk move. Silk move. Silky. Silky and smooth. Silk. Just like... Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm not gonna. Go there? No, I thought you know we're having fun. I didn't want to go too, too far. I was like too scared. No, yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't quite do it. I couldn't. I nearly did, but I didn't. <laughs> didn't want to go there. You can use your imaginations, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, so that's essentially um, the other thing I guess that would be new with ourselves would be we have a new sub brand we've launched recently, which I'm sort of heading in the UK, which is Grower Spa. So Spa is dedicated or focused on the A&D market 
which um, is products with high-end products. When you say A and D, can you just explain what that means, please? <laughs> no, I nearly, okay, no, I can't say that. <laughs> okay, so, ah, Lewis, be sensible. Um, architects and designers, so architects and designers out there, this is focused towards yourselves. Um, we have a new collection, which is called the Private Collection, where you can fully personalise and customise your, your own taps, your own experience. Oh, nice. So we've partnered with a company called Caesarstone, who I'm sure you guys mm -hmm. have heard of. Um, great product, very durable, non-porous products that can they, you they have. Can to those who don't know what Caesarstone is? Caesarstone is essentially, I guess, worktops. It's um, stone products. I think they use porcelain as well. Natural stone, marble uh, products for worktops. Uh, floors, I guess, as well. Um, public spaces. Um, really good market leaders as well, like ourselves. So it was a, sort of a natural um, collaboration. So they essentially make our handles on our private collection um, using their Vanilla Noir and their White Attica product range. So we're starting with those two products. Um, we can go, obviously, somewhere with this in the future in terms of are using they just the customizable taps? Customizable. They're not. They're not bespoke, are they? Be bespoke. Yeah. Well, like essentially, completely bespoke. Um, okay, so it's using some of our previous ranges. So you see the tap you've got in front of you there. Yeah. So it would come without sort of the handles. You can have mm. it any color that you'd like. Or can, whatever. You, can you describe the and tap that you've got there because people can't actually see this? I would say it's long and bendy. <laughs> <laughs> If you can, um, so it's so a mixer tap. It's a mixer tap with um, with a long neck. With a long neck. If you can imagine a swan, it looks a bit like a, a swan neck, um, and it has two um, handles either side, crosshead handles. Um, it comes in a sort of a standard handle or a crosshead, so you can sort of touch and feel either side of the of the tap. Um, but you can, yeah, so the, the, the idea, oh, I've got so many thoughts and funny things running through my head. I just, ah. I um, so um, basically, when you're on site, um, you can actually add the Caesar Stone um, personalised parts of the tap, which is the handle section. I'm going to have to show you some pictures because, again, it's something that is hard to describe until you're like, what? Is it all on the Grower website? Let's yeah. um, let's put a link in, in the bio. In the bio uh, www.growerspa.com is our new website for this particular grower sub-brand. So I would mm. say have a look at it. It's a work in progress, the website still. It is live. Um... But yeah, it's um, have we'll a look. Put, we'll put a link on the. I appreciate that. On the show notes for you. That'd be good. That'd be good. But um, but yeah, this is fun. Good. So if yes, anyone wants to get in touch this. with you, Lewis, how um, how do we get in touch with you? Well, you can just WhatsApp me, holler, call me, whatever. Instagram. I'm on all the uh, social sites, so that's not a problem. But everybody else out there. Um, I'll leave oh, was my... that just for me and Sarah? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah you, guys, you guys can WhatsApp me. My yeah. number is. <laughs> you guys actually can do none of those things. Um, <laughs> but it'd be lovely to meet you through Hayley or through Cheryl. Um, and my email, I can say, should I say what my email address is or and things like that? Or do you just want to put a link? I mean, how does I'll this work? I don't on. know. I'll put a link on. Okay. So Hayley will put a link on. Hopefully she'll remember. And um, But yeah, I'd just like to say... Thanks for having me. It's been emotional as always. <laughs> uh, love to come back if you'll have me. And um, it's Friday also. I know. Have a bloody good weekend. Yeah.
Friday, Saturday, Sunday, what? <laughs>